Our gospel reading this evening is from the Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, chapter 14, verses 12 through 26, and can be found in the Pew Bible on page 1579, Mark records, on the first day of the festival of unleavened bread, when it was customary to sacrifice the Passover lamb, Jesus' disciples asked him, where do you want us to go and make preparations for you to eat the Passover? So he sent two of his disciples telling them, go into the city and a man carrying a jar of water will meet you. Follow him. Say to the owner of the house he enters, the teacher asks, where is my guest room where I may eat the Passover with my disciples. He will show you a large room upstairs, furnished and ready. Make preparations for us there. The disciples left. They went into the city and found things just as Jesus had told them. So they prepared for the Passover. When the evening came, Jesus arrived with the twelve. While they were reclining at the table eating, he said, Truly, I tell you, One of you will betray me, one who is eating with me. They were saddened. And one by one they said to him, surely you don't don't mean me. It is one of the twelve, he replied, one who dips bread into the bowl with me. The Son of Man will go just as it is written about him. But woe to that man who betrays the Son of Man. It would be better for him if he had not been born. While they were eating, Jesus took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples saying, Take it, this is my body. And then he took a cup. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and they all drank from it. This is my blood of the covenant which is poured out for many, he said to them, Truly I tell you, I will not drink again from the fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new in the kingdom of God. And when they had sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. Here ends the reading. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. At the end of this, in, on uh, the uh, 26th verse, they sang a song, or they sung a hymn. That hymn was the Hallel uh, hymn. It's from the Psalm uh, 118, and we have a um, we have a similar part of that in in our consecration of the elements prior to our uh, communion tonight. You'll hear it, but it's when um, we sing. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Whoa, murdered it, but Hosanna in the highest. Right, that's, that is our equivalent to what they were singing. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And they went out to the Mount of Olives with the Lord. A solemn night. The day 
of unleavened bread was the day that they slaughtered the lamb. And that should not be lost on us, that Jesus, the Lamb of God, who takes the sin of the world, we know will be slaughtered. Preparation. They asked the Lord, where do you want us to set up the Paschal? P-A-S-C-H-A-L, Paschal. I've been pronouncing it wrong. Paschal. The Paschal Feast. That is uh, having to do with the Passover. It's a derivative of Passover. And uh, that's what we've come up to know, the Passover feast. We know also um, from those who labored so intensely and long last week when we had our own Passover meal, what preparation is like. He sent them into Jerusalem. The Paschal feast needed to be eaten within Jerusalem. But since this was the time when all came to Jerusalem, talk about an impossible task. He goes, go, you're going to find a guy with a jar of water and ask him to, you know, if you follow him and say, hey, my master wants a place to have the feast. Can you imagine that there would be room during this festival where people from all around the world were coming from near and far? It's uh, remarkable to me, and, and a lot of things are, I guess, um, but that there was no room in the inn when he was born. But there was a great big room on the upper floor with this feast prepared for he to recline with his disciples in preparation for the job that he had called them to do. That preparation that would have been made would have been similar to ours. There would have been the Seder meal, which would have had the bitter herb, the matzah, the bread, the fruit and spices, kind of apple butter-like. We had, we had applesauce with cinnamon in it. Um, it would have had uh, spices and such in there. And there would have been wine. This was the day also that God had said after the 10th plague that the Israelites were to observe this. It was a day commemorating the night in which the firstborn was taken from all of Egypt when the angel of death came over him. And he passed over the homes that had the blood of the lamb put over their doorposts, over their doorways, right? The Passover. The firstborn was about to be killed, though. God's first, God's only. God's people spared because the blood was sprinkled over the door. You and I are spared because of his blood in that new covenant. We'll come to that a little later. So the two disciples went to prepare, and Jesus was also making preparations with his boys. But this was a special Passover for him. It would be his last And Pastor Ron pointed that out to us at our Passover meal. Here is Jesus having a, it's a familial uh, meal with family. It's a special time. It's very intimate. Intimate as in close and and, and friendly and and, and just, uh, it's a nice place to be. And yet he knows that he's going to be betrayed by somebody that he picked. And he knows that he is going to drink a 
of a cup that they can't drink of, that he's going to have a baptism that they're not going to be able to be baptized in, and yet he does it. How his heart must have been breaking. And during this meal, the mandate that Jesus gives is a new covenant. A new covenant. Now, it was pretty dangerous for Jesus to come into Jerusalem because the Pharisees and the Sadducees had been on the lookout. They had people out there watching for Jesus so that they could arrest him. And they needed to do it before the festival kicked in completely or else it would be bad for their business. With people all around and the notoriety of Jesus, how famous he was and how he had cured people and and just done some miraculous things to arrest this man, uh, they needed to do it right quick. Jesus knew that that time was looming for him as well. And then in chapter 17, Jesus and the 12, while they were reclining at the table, he says, truly I tell you, one of you will betray me, one who is eating with me. This is a, actually a really grace-filled opportunity to repent. Judas Iscariot could have repented. But that deceiver sat there with the rest of them and participated in that Passover meal, looking him right in the eye. And we know in Matthew 26, 25, that Judas even asked, each one of them asked, is it me, Lord? Is it me, Lord? And in Matthew 26, 25, Judas says, it's not me, Lord, is it? And depending on what translation you read, he says, as you say. Some translators said, yeah, it is. Yeah, you're the one. And it says further that in John, I believe it is John 15, 27, Jesus dipped the bread into that apple butter, that cinnamon apple motz, you know, and he handed it to Judas. And at that point, Judas took the bread and Satan entered into him. We know in other uh, gospel books, accounts that uh, Jesus said, go and do what you have to do quickly. And he was off. Jesus took the bread and he says, this is a new covenant. This is my body given for you. When Ed read the Exodus account back in the day of Moses, a covenant was signed, sealed, and delivered, if you will, by the slaughter of an innocent lamb and it was blood went everywhere. And in the Exodus uh, chapter that he, in verse that he read there, he sprinkled the blood on these peoples. This is sealing the deal. This was it. And they all said, you remember what they said? We will do exactly what God says. And they balked on it. They reneged. They defaulted on their deal, like we all do. God doesn't break covenants. God kept making allowances until this night when Jesus makes a new covenant that supersedes all the other covenants. It's the perfect covenant. And this mandate that he gives us is the gospel. This mandate that he gives us at this 
meal that we recognize each and every Sunday we have, we have the sacrament of the altar here. This is the gospel. This is the whole crux of the Bible. If you don't know anything else, you need to know Christ and him crucified for the forgiveness of sins. This is the gospel. When Jesus says, this is my body given for you. This is my blood shed for you. As we're sitting out here in these seats, sinners, me too, and we come up here and we receive his body and his blood and we take it and we have our own personal Passover that death no longer has any control over us by what he did on that cross. We come up sinners and we walk away justified, just as if we never sinned. How? It's a mystery. We do know this, that God, his son, is in with and under the bread, his body. We know that Jesus is in that cup of his blood, that cup of wine. He is in, side, and under that. He is in and on and above and throughout these Sacraments, yes, it's still bread. Yes, it's still wine. But that's the mystery. He's in it. He promises he is in it. We take him at his word. He doesn't say, yeah, this is representative, kind of like my body. So, you know, even though it's bread, you know it's bread. You know, he says, this is my body. Take and eat. He says, this is my blood shed for you for, and for all people for the forgiveness of sins. Take and drink. It's not like sort of symbolizes, it's kind of like, and all that. Now, there are some uh, uh, arguments about that, whether or not that's true. Um, I take Jesus at his word. There's not a, a lot of parsing in Greek that, 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 that takes that away. So we come to the counter, we come to the table, sinners, we leave justified, we leave forgiven, we leave showered in his grace. That is the gospel. That is the good news. And that is, as God said, for all people. When John wrote 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whosoever should believe should not what? But, and then the uh, next uh, verse says, for God didn't send his world to, didn't send his son to condemn the world, but to what? Rescue it. So we have a rescuer. He didn't come out of a lifeguard tower on Huntington Beach with his red floaty to come get us. No, he did it from that cross. Nailed there, beaten, bruised for you and for me but he's still the rescuer. Do you believe that? You take him at his word? Well, that's good. Because he's here tonight. His promise is, wherever two or more come, in my name, there I am also. He's here tonight with the word and the sacrament, these simple elements. He's here tonight. So the table is prepared in the name of Jesus. Amen.